Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development discussion series featuring candid conversations with business leaders and innovators across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts on how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and talented workforces in the nation. And now, your host, Ed Clemente. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ed Clemente, and we're fortunate to have Eddie Gillis. He's the operations manager for Third Man Records, located in the heart of Detroit. Uh, welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey, thanks so much, Ed. It's great to be here. Well, I like anybody named Ed, so you already got that going for you. All right. Yeah, we, uh, we've only met a couple times before, but... You know, I, I think that this is one of the jewels of Detroit in the short time. I don't know how many years you've been open now, but when did the when did Third Man Records open up now? It's been a while, actually. Yeah. So it did start with the label, which is Third Man Records. The actual the manufacturing arm, Third Man Pressing, uh, we're just entering our seventh year of operation right now. So uh, come a come a long way uh, um, with the. Um, the the um, demand for vinyl records uh, and our, you know, uh, Jack White, who is one of the only, I believe the only artist who owns his own pressing plant, uh, his idea was to uh, press his own records. And uh, that's kind of where the idea was born. So he put you, like, you've worked with him and known him pretty well <laughs> your whole life. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I know that... Um, he started out though, so he created a label, and then he decided he wanted to also go into pressing records, right? And beyond just recording, is that correct? That's right. That's right. So you know, again, in the unique um, position that he's the creator, the visionary, uh, but also the owner of, of the uh, of the company, uh, and gave him that leeway to explore that option of. You know, what if I did this? What if I built a pressing plant? What if I just pressed my own records and um, and then created these opportunities to learn how to uh, make these, uh, you know, this craft production that we do and just put out um, things that people want, uh, but also just doing really cool stuff. And, and then that turning into something where we do cool stuff for other people. So let's actually, first of all, you're, you're in, uh, not well, more Midtown, right? Kind of. Yeah. We still call it the cast corridor. It's uh, a corridor. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Exactly. And why don't you actually give the, you're on Canfield, right? That's Is right. That your address? Yep. yep. Okay. We're on the, actually the part of the Wayne state campus here in the, um, really in the heart of Detroit. Um, and, um, that's, um, also by, uh, kind of by choice as well. Uh, Jack uh, wanted to bring uh, this um, this particular um, the the merchandise store, uh, and then it was where it really started here in Detroit. But then we expanded into and built the pressing plant on site. So this area is home to just a lot of not firsts and for Jack as a musician and going to Cast Tech and growing up in Southwest Detroit like myself. Um, but also, um, you know, the music history that is, is part of embedded in this neighborhood and the art community that's embedded in this neighborhood. 
uh, with Bob Sestock and, you know, the MC5 and, and uh, you know, the Stooges and stuff like that. So uh, it all just made sense to um, bring something back here that is m- manufacturing, which, you know, uh, goes hand in hand with not just the city, but our state and, um, you know, create an opportunity to make uh, some do some really cool things and and, uh, and teach some people how to, you know, and, and work together on this. So we have, you know, um, we have 16 presses and uh, and 60 employees now. Six zero, you said, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, we're with Eddie Gillis, who's the operations manager for Third Man Records. Um, so, like, the timing, though, it was, you know, because I remember, I still shouldn't tell people I have albums in my basement. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, I always like the medium. But why do you think uh, people are so much into it again? Like, is there a reason you think why? Yeah, this, you know, people are into records for so many different reasons. And it's it's not just one um, uh, particular demographic. I think what we see just from the people that come in here is that um, it's all ages. It's the people like ourselves that remember what we grew up with. And, and that was what we that was all we had. It was, you know, vinyl records and maybe uh, some AM radio or something. But uh, but now uh, there are so many other opportunities to hear music and experience it. Vinyl is just one of those things that never went away and is still viable. And if not even stronger than before uh, for people that are discovering music for the first time or just discovering, uh, doing their homework and discovering all the old music that uh, it stands the test of time as well. So when you see what we've done created these opportunities for uh, people to work here but also that more and more little mom and pop uh, record stores have popped up and we're kind of a, a part of that music business that is supporting the artists, whether they be local or um, uh, the heavy hitters out there. But also um, you can see it in the neighborhoods where people are looking for more records and, you know, he can never have enough vinyl records. So um, I think um, we're, we're part of that um uh, that's like in our backyard and it's it's great to see that that has grown here uh, organically or, or, or locally and regionally but also across the country and across the world yeah in fact um you know it's funny i've got friends that i know they're like in their 20s and 30s and they're always asking me if they can come over and take my albums yeah. and uh i'm like well i don't know which ones i still want but yeah. you know and you know a big they're almost like artifacts, you know, like if you were like an archaeologist. Somewhat, that, you know, that, well, that's true. And then when you go hunting for them, right, you're looking for something very specific. Um, I always I uh, half heartedly joke that uh, you do, and you can use this one. Uh, um, you know, uh, vinyl is a sound purchase. <laughs> <laughs> right, but actually, but actually, it really uh, vinyl doesn't decrease in value. It actually is. It does. It holds its value. It it, it actually uh, might be worth something more. You may have a, a, a rare record you're sitting on, but the, the fact of the matter is, is it's preserved on something that you can hold in your hand and 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 you can uh, trade it or give it away or pass it down to those uh, th- those twenty and thirty year olds or whoever uh, so that they can enjoy it. Well, you know, it's even funny, too, whenever you go to meetings now and you sit down with a lot of people, you know, in those age brackets, they all pull out notebooks, too, now, like the little notebooks. Yeah. And they and they write notes. And I'm like, wow, that's 
that's back and nobody's writing on their phones or actually yeah. taking real notes. I, I think there's maybe it's some of it might even be, I wouldn't say a rejection, but sort of like they've had enough digitization in their lives, maybe in the, like something else now, analog or whatever you want to call it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy to stream an album, but to sit down um, and have another way to hear and listen to the same record uh, physically is, is just as important. And, and it's nice to have that option. It's not just a, uh, a lifestyle token, if you will, but it's, um, it's something viable and um, that you can enjoy it just as much as you would uh, on the digital uh, side. Well, I mean, even when you look at the biggest sort of uh, mixers, you know, a lot of DJs still mix like with a physical album, right? When they're, yeah, like, you know, whatever, I don't know where it's coming from, European mainly, but uh, like when we have the movement here in Detroit. That's right. That was a big, right. And we were, you know, this is where, you know, techno was born. So the DJs, thankfully, were the ones that kept vinyl alive, even when CDs took over back in, you know, when they got really strong there in the early 90s. And a lot of uh, releases were not pressed on vinyl because everyone assumed that CDs were just going to take over and uh, vinyl was probably going to go away. But the DJs insisted on it. They kept it alive. And the the few pressing plants that hung on and are still um, pressing today, um, you know, saw through a, a tough time. But now, like I said, it's come full circle. There's um, it's not just us, but there's more and more pressing plants. Um, I think when we started, there was uh, seven years ago, um, we were around there was around 25, maybe 30 plants um, in the United States. And now I believe uh, worldwide, there are over 200. Wow. So in the last seven years, a lot of them have come online and a lot of them are poised to start start up soon. Um, there's another one here uh, in Detroit that uh, that just started uh, this year. And, you know, I also would imagine coinciding with that, people are probably buying record players now too more, right? Than they- exactly. It's created a demand for the the record players and not just the um, um, like a cheap little suitcase model, which you can get and, and get started with, but the high end stuff, the audio equipment, the speakers, everything that goes with it. You know, I mean, even right here down the street, Shinola, um, they uh, came out with a uh, their own turntable, and at one point, this was the only place in the world where turntables were being assembled on the same block as records were being pressed. So that was pretty cool. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders and innovators on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast or download the Michigan Opportunity through your preferred podcast platform. Why don't you highlight some of the ones we talked about before, but people that have uh, come to you that people would be surprised because I think that third man records is like one of the most interesting things about Detroit, even though, like you said, it's only seven years, but I, I always, when I give tours to Detroit, I always make sure I go by your place and point it out. Uh, we re- we really appreciate that. So starting in, you know, 2014, I believe um, is when um, we um, um, started the store. Um, you know, we, uh, we've gotten to be a part of a lot of interesting projects along the way. 
uh, when the pressing plant opened. So the, like I said earlier, the idea for third man pressing was that Jack would press what was on his, his catalog and then the, uh, all the other titles that were on our catalog and, and just press them here in Detroit. And then when we started to explore and look for other projects and, and cool things that we wanted to do, whether it be a reissue of an old record or something, we discovered that um, we put out a box set of the Supremes, for example, and we realized or, uh, that we were the first pressing plant to press Motown records in the city of Detroit. Uh, Motown records were never pressed here in, in the city, and, and not a lot of people knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that led <laughs> Wait, to other. I fell into your trap. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, one thing leads to another, right? And before you know it, we have a kind of a line out the door of you know the band down the street or somebody putting out their very first record, the boutique labels as well as the bigger labels, your Warner's and Sony's and Universal's and stuff that we started. Um, getting the attention and um, that kind of trust built in, like we're not just some novelty, we're, we're making real records and, uh, and we care about that quality. So we got to, you know, um, get involved with other projects. Uh, we did a Prince box set, for example, we've done some Rolling Stones um, represses. Um, so records that I, you know, that I grew up with, I'm, I'm holding in my hands, like, wow, we, I actually, we press this right here in the city of Detroit. It's like, um, it's a, it's a really wild, uh, full, uh, full circle moment, you know, in those, in those regards. And you've also had a couple kind of famous people stop by too, right? When they come to town, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a destination place. So recently there were, uh, Metallica was playing a show and we did a book signing for the lead singer, James Hetfield uh, had a book out. So we do these kinds of events here. Um, we also have people that want their record pressed here. So, I mean, to get to work with someone like, um, perhaps you've heard of Paul McCartney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> his third solo record of his career um, was pressed here, exclusively here in Detroit. All of the eight variants <laughs> of um, that record that came out, um, he wanted them pressed here in Detroit. So um, it kind of, you know, it pays to have some friends in high places uh, to uh, be able to get to work with an icon like that. Um, as well as just, you know, like I said, the band down the street or someone just starting out. So, um, yeah, well, I was going to mention too, you also, I think, you know, you also sell other things too, not just records, right. At the place for like clothing or. Correct. Um, we're, we're always looking, um, you know, to seasonal items and merchandise, um, and things that can promote, um, our brand. Uh, on the third man side, whether it be the pressing or the label side, uh, as well as any of the, the Jack White and um, White Stripes related things. And, um, and of course, all the different records. We're, um, we just started a, um, a project with, um, through the Verve label and the Blue Note label and are doing oh, yeah. some, some uh, really cool um, reissues of some classic jazz records. And um, they're being really... Uh, well received. So we're trying to make those uh, exclusive and, but also um, part of our uh, TMR catalog. More to to come. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, um, I was going to ask you too, once again, our guest is Eddie Gillis. He's the operations manager for third man records. And, but also I just want to talk a little bit about your background, (laughs) not a little bit, just because my family grew up over by uh, Springwells and Lafayette. Right. 
And you, I think your family, did you guys belong to Holy Redeemer or no? That's correct. We're the, uh, the stereotypical uh, Catholic family of uh, 10 kids, seven boys and three girls. And um, we grew up in southwest Detroit in the, uh, the Holy Redeemer and St. Hedwig area over by Clark Park. And yeah. uh, the, the true melting pot of, uh, of Detroit. And um, still is. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So um, proud to be uh, born and raised and uh, have um, that uh, that experience. I uh, wouldn't trade for anything. So it's uh, and I uh, um, led to what I did before I pressed records was I was a pastry chef for 30 years. And, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, transferred from uh, the food service uh, industry and, and doing that at a high level um, to um, manufacturing. Um, and found the similarities as well as um, the hiring and finding the, the talent, um, which is, is all over in this area. Um, so we, we put together a, a really good uh, a mix of people that uh, were really detail-focused but also talented on the mechanical side and, and uh, the creative side to uh, kind of run this place like a kitchen in a sense where you're taking raw material and turning it into something that um, – Looks like it looks good enough to eat, but it um, looks good enough to listen to as well. <laughs> well, you know, um, in fact, the, t- the place we met, and I'll put a plug in for it, but there was a plaque put in not too long ago for um, Tejano music. I'm probably saying it wrong. No, uh, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you you were the you spoke at it, actually. But our friend Ray Lozano was involved and Roberto from the Mexican Council was there. But. Mm-hmm. That was a great event. And did you guys, did you say you cut some vinyl for them too or no? So the the record, we released a record um, in 2020 that um, was a, a compilation of recordings from a Tejano musician that had been recognized as a um, Hall of Fame pioneer bringing the music from Texas to Michigan. After we released that record, it turned into a project of what else could we do to commemorate and this legacy and and preserve it and through the michigan music hall of fame we were able to apply for a historical marker through the state of michigan and it got approved and we were ecstatic to um be able to place that uh at the corner of bagley and 21st in southwest detroit so uh, again giving something back to the neighborhood that was Again, it wasn't planned from the beginning, but it just it grew out of something which so many things have here in our uh, in our company and through um, through Jack's vision, but also his uh, his leadership. Yeah, you know, and I, uh, I I just find Southwest Detroit to be such a unique place in the city, but even in Michigan. And, you know, I, I still love going there because I don't live I live downriver and I it's not too far for me to go there a lot. But so do you, um, beyond all those things, but do you guys have any future trends you might see for your industry a little bit? Yeah. So in the record uh, making uh, business, the uh, specifically vinyl making business, there's, um, of course, keeping up with the demand uh, that keeps increasing each year, Uh, the the growth and the physical sales, um, the numbers keep going up. So uh, keeping up with that demand, but also trying to create more unique and exclusive um, opportunities, uh, not just for employment, but also for to keep the 
the people out there that are collecting to keep them excited, uh, bringing new materials and trying out. There's always new developments in the compounds and things like that. So trying to create something that hasn't been made before uh, keeps it really uh, exciting for us. And um, as well as the as the more plants come online and we're we kind of get to share ideas. We are all in this uh, together in a sense um, and, and uh, share best practices as well as um, things that um, uh, obstacles that may pop up and, and how to get through them. So um, there's, there's lots of more releases coming. You know, people have gotten back out on the road. Uh, hopefully they'll get back in the studio. And then from that is what, uh, you know, feeds the, um, the, the, the demand as well. And, and people always looking for new stuff, but also getting inspired by uh, all of the old things that are some, some of which have never been pressed on vinyl. So, Oh yeah. Because of the digital era. Yeah. Right. So we got, we got some of those releases coming out soon too um, with some things that we discovered that hadn't been pressed on a record. So um, people love that. And they love the, the different genres, uh, whether it be international type records and always looking for something different. So we're, we're trying to cover all our bases there. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of new groups always changing the culture in Detroit, in the Detroit area, period. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm very excited. You guys see nothing but upswing for you. And um, any advice you would give back to your high school 17-year-old self about career-wise? Just, um, if you know, if you have an interest in something, whether it be something mechanical or something creative, just to always – just keep practicing as, uh, as anyone would tell anyone to stick with it and, um, explore all the different possibilities and just kind of be ready for, um, um, to be able to lead, uh, is, is important, I think. And, and understand that someone has to be, someone has to take the reins. Someone has to be, uh, to stand up and, and, either, uh, you know, give support to people or, 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 or take the lead in a situation and, um, you know, to try to find that and not to be afraid of that. Yeah. You know, I I think too, that, um, when I listen to like you changing careers or your brother actually, you know, coming out of an area that probably most people didn't expect people to do really well. Right. So that's good advice because, you know, who knows what, you know, it's hard to have vision when you're younger sometimes. That's um, true. I wish we yeah. knew how, what the next big thing was, but no one can predict it. Uh, so that's the thing is you, you stick with something that you're true and that you are believe in. And um, you know what? It, there's always that good chance that someone else is going to, it's going to open their eyes and ears and, and they're going to be open to it. Well, on behalf of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, even though Jack White might not even know what that is, but if he did, tell him we're very proud of what you are doing there at the at the corporation and his investment in the city and the state. And I know he did a lot with the uh, uh, which building was it Masonic Temple too. That's correct. So, yeah, so I mean that was a big concert venue for me when I was growing up, and so we keep appreciating it, and we appreciate all the work your whole family has done for the area. And uh, keep up the good work uh, with that. Again, our guest was Eddie Gillis. He's the operations manager for Third Man Records. And I hope we can continue this conversation once you come up with some other new things someday in the future too, Eddie. 
Uh, thank you so much, Ed. It's, uh, I appreciate you inviting me on, and, and uh, it's always great to get to talk about what we're doing here and uh, just encourage people to just, you know, keep the keep the foot traffic coming. And uh, this is uh, the destination place for people from around the world now. Join us next week where our guest will be Mark Kramer. He's the president and CEO of SME, an engineering firm with projects including Notre Dame Stadium to Gordie Howe Bridge. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Whether you're looking for small business resources, exploring an expansion or relocation, or seeking a world-class workforce, visit michiganbusiness.org to learn how you can make it in Michigan.